north to the south and the central. We want to welcome you from all over our Central States Conference territory, Iowa and Nebraska and Missouri uh, and Kansas and Minnesota and Colorado. If anybody's in the Dakotas or Wyoming or San Juan, New Mexico, wherever you're here. And if you're not a part of the Central States Conference family, but you are with us tonight, you are now family and we want to welcome you tonight, number three of our virtual uh, Central States Conference virtual camp meeting. I just have a couple announcements I want to share with you. And then we're going to say a word of prayer, of course, all the uh, things that are happening today, like our VBS at six o'clock is already uh, gone and uh, our, our, our Hispanics are meeting and uh, at eight o'clock, uh, our, our Spanish family, Spanish speaking family, of course, our youth and our young adults, they started just now when we started. And so if you've got youth and young adults in your family, you can go ahead and usher them uh, into that service. Uh, and I want to remind you of a couple of things. Our hearts burned within us last night as Pastor Laravo uh, took us to that next level uh, and, and asked the question, should Adventists uh, be involved in social justice? And so tonight, I want to share with you that we're going to have a conversation. Some of you may not have been sure about that. Maybe you didn't know exactly where you needed to be on that issue. Uh, but on Sabbath afternoon, on Sabbath afternoon at 4 p.m., 4 p.m., uh, we're going to have a conversation regarding race and the justice system in America. We're going to have a panel discussion. We've got a judge. Uh, we've got mental health professionals. Uh, we've got police officers. Uh, we've got uh, professors. We've got pastors. Uh, and we're, we've got a social activist. We're going to have a good time. Uh, as we take that thing, thing to the next level regarding how we could be involved and engage in issues of social justice. Uh, and then on Sunday night, uh, we're going to culminate something that the NAD PARL directors uh, uh, came together and talked about public affairs, religious liberty, which encompasses issues of justice and conscience. Um, they're doing what they call a freedom ride, a virtual freedom ride, miles to Minneapolis. It started in Maryland on, on Sunday evening. Uh, and this is the times that you see there are actually Eastern times. So that would be six o'clock our time uh, if you want to come on early. Um, but they're having an interfaith prayer journey started in Maryland on Sunday. And it, it, it goes to Pittsburgh uh, tonight. Uh, and in Cleveland and Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, and then at the end of our encampment on Sunday night, it comes into the Central States Conference territory. So on Sunday evening, uh, and you'll hear more about this as the week goes on, on Sunday night, it's going to end the Freedom Ride, it's going to end there. We've got different people of various faiths and denominations who are going to be praying with us uh, based on all we have been going through regarding police brutality and racial unrest. And so uh, we welcome you. We're, we're in Central States Conference. We're not about talking about it. We're about being about it. Come on, say amen. Uh, and so we're excited that you can be with us here tonight. But before we go any further, we want to start out with a season of prayer. And tonight, our main emphasis tonight are gonna, is going to be on 
praying for our families who have lost loved ones uh, during this pandemic time. Uh, we have some families that we're gonna lift up before the Lord. And if you know of a family that I may not mention here on my list, feel free to put it in the chat. Uh, feel free to put it in the, uh, whether you look watching on Facebook, you can put it in the chat, or if you were in, uh, watching it via YouTube uh, on your computer or your phone, and you wanna put that family's name in the chat, you can do that as well. And we know, even though I can't see it from where I am, we know that God sees. And so we're gonna focus on praying for those who have lost loved ones uh, during this pandemic time and those who have lost loved ones due to police brutality uh, as well recently. Um, and so we're gonna invite you wherever you are, if you would bow your heads uh, for a word if you can bow your heads for a word of prayer. Let's all bow our heads together, shall we? Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come to you tonight knowing that you are a God who sits high, but you always look low. As a matter of fact, you remind us in your word that you are an ever-present help in our time of trouble. David reminds us, Lord, that you are the kind of God that that we can look to because when we look to the hills, that's where you are, that's where our help is. And you have promised us that our help will come from you who made heaven and earth. Lord, we thank you tonight for just allowing us the ability to breathe. We don't take that for granted with a pandemic that's out there that attacks the lungs. And, uh, and, and, and with the tensions out here, Lord, where sometimes we can't breathe because of the racial injustice that we, 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 are, we, we, we are subjected to. Uh, and so, Lord, we thank you tonight for the ability to breathe, to inhale, and to exhale. We thank you, Lord, uh, and we can be reminded that it's because of you we live, and we move, and we have our very beings. Uh, Lord, tonight, Lord, we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you the glory. Lord, we don't have enough tongues tonight to praise your name. And so, Lord, we just thank you for being our God, for for supplying all of our needs, Lord, for, for waking us up in the mornings, for allowing us to lay down and be rested at night, for putting food on our tables and clothes on our backs. And Lord, even during this time, a uh, 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 pandemic time, you have kept roofs over our heads. And we take none of these things for granted uh, because we know if it were not for your mercies, we will be consumed. Uh, but Lord, tonight we come... Uh, in, a, in a time of intercession tonight. And Lord, we wanna lift up the families of those who uh, have lost loved ones during this pandemic time, during this COVID-19 time. And so Lord, we take the time this evening to lift up the Eichner and the Graham families. Lord, we ask Lord that you would wrap your arms around them as they have suffered loss uh, uh, recently uh, in their family, Lord, and we ask, Lord, that you would minister uh, to, the, to that family, Lord, and remind them, uh, Lord, that the, that the golden morning is fast approaching and Jesus soon will come, Lord. And we thank you for the testimony uh, of one of their family members who is recovering from COVID-19. And Lord, we know that nothing happens without your permission, but we give you the praise that you are yes still in the healing Business. Lord, we lift up the King family from our, our church there at the New Community 
uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church in Denver. We lift up the King family, Lord, who suffered the loss of Elder King. Lord, we ask that you were wrapped your loving arms around them, Lord, and also remind them uh, that the resurrection is soon to come. Lord, we lift up the Japson family, the family of, of our dear brother Otis Japson, Lord, of the Northside Seventh-day Adventist Church in St. Louis, Missouri. Lord, we ask that you would uh, buoy their spirits up, Lord, and encourage them and strengthen them during this time. Be that friend that sticks closer than a brother. Oh God, we lift up the family of Dr. Thomas Niambane, uh, one of our Kenyan fa church family members from the Mountain Experience. Lord, I pray that you will go on up there to Minneapolis area, Lord, and bring comfort to that family and that church family, Lord, who is grieving even now. Lord, I pray that you would wrap your loving arms around them. Lord, we lift up the Coleman family from the Denver Park Hill uh, Church, Lord, and we ask in a special way that you will be near and dear to that family who had several losses. Uh, and so we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would send your spirit to bring comfort to that family. Lord, we lift up the Hildebrand family uh, right here in Kansas City, Lord, who suffered the loss of Brother Hildebrand from the Linwood Seventh-day Adventist Church. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would do what we have been asking, that you will be that friend that sticks closer than a brother, that the, 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 the power of the Holy Spirit, who is the paraclete, who is the comforter, that he would draw nigh uh, unto that family, Lord, and for any other family that we may not have the name right now, or it might be in the chat, on Facebook, or it may be in the chat uh, on YouTube. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we know that you you never uh, take you, you never miss uh, the name of those who need prayer. And so, Lord, whatever those other names might be, we're asking, Lord, that you would move your spirit into those families. Let them know that there is still a God. His name is the resurrection and the life. And Lord, because you took the keys of hell and the grave, Lord, we know that resurrection is possible. We know that your promises are sure. And the Bible reminds us, Lord, that that day will come when the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. The grave wouldn't be able to hold them, Lord. Uh, the coffins wouldn't be able to keep them, oh God. Uh, we thank you, Lord, that one day they will pop up like popcorn, as the old priests would say. Uh, death would not be able to hold them down because they will rise again. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that for those of us who are alive and remain, uh, that, that we too will be caught up with them in the clouds. Remind us, Lord, of this blessed and this precious hope. And we will give you praise, not just then, but we will praise you now. We will give you a toda praise, which says that God hasn't yet moved. The victory has not yet been visualized, but we don't have to wait for it. We can give you praise in advance. And so, Lord, your, your people from this Central States Conference, visitors, 
who are watching online. Lord, we praise you now, even before the resurrection morning. We praise you now because your promises are sure. We praise you now because you are good. Sometimes you give and sometimes you take away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. We will never let the enemy steal our joy. And Lord, we can't wait for that day when we are caught up and we move into that city that you have prepared for us. That city that John says, where there's no more crying there. There's no more dying there. There's no more coronavirus there. There are no more racial injustices happening there. Uh, Lord, we will have mansions with our names on it. We would have crowns with our name on it. The Bible says that a, a new name will be written in our foreheads. And Lord, we don't know what that name is going to be. And we really don't care. We would just be happy and grateful and satisfied when we make it into the city. Lord, let that be our future, we pray, and we ask it in the name of Jesus. Let all God's children all over this country, all over this conference said amen and amen again. You ought to turn to your neighbor and praise the Lord. You ought to put your hands together even now and praise God in the midst of. The devil didn't give us our joy, and he certainly is not going to take it away. Uh, and we want to encourage you all to continue worshiping with us all this week here at the Central States Conference Virtual Camp Meeting. At this time, without any further ado, uh, we have a special music. We we, we've been blessed to have Madison Mission on night number one, and we're going to travel down there to Huntsville, Alabama, where the Madison Mission uh, praise team uh, from Huntsville, Alabama will give us our first item of special music. Enjoy it, uh, and let's worship God together. Praise the Lord, everybody. Listen, everybody knows this song. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised. I want to dedicate this song especially to those who have been fighting, you've been praying, you've been pushing, and you feel as though nothing is ever going to turn around in your favor. But I'm here to encourage you on today. Remember the race, the race is not given to the swift nor to the strong, but to the one that endures to the end. So praise your way through what's going on right now. Come on, everybody lift it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. worthy. Come on, we can do it. We can make it. Come on, everybody, lift it up again. Hallelujah. You're worthy. We're talking about our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, our Lord. You're worthy. Come on, we're going to the verse right here, everybody. Lift it up here. I lift my hands. I lift my hands. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And humbly, God, I bow my in your presence, I'm so thankful to be there. Let's say it again. I lift, I lift my hands and I praise you, Lord.
Central States Camp Meeting. We just lift you up. And now we're going to continue our praise by being intentional in our giving. Uh, there are a number of ways that you can give uh, during this uh, pandemic time. Uh, the first is going to uh, www.centralstates.org and click on the online giving. The second way to give is to go to adventistgiving.org 
and click on Central States Conference Church. The third way is to download the CSC Conference app and click on giving. The fourth way is to download the Cash app and you can then click SC, I mean CSC 3301. Now there's a fourth way that, a fifth way that's not listed. I know that many of you uh, do not have apps on your phones uh, and you're used to pulling out a checkbook and writing on paper. So you can do that as well. Uh, just make the check out to Central States Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and in the memo line, write Camp Meeting 2020. That's Central States Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and in the memo line, write Camp Meeting 2020. That way we can all continue to praise the Lord because while we may not be gathering together at the conference center, we still have obligations and responsibilities. And this is a way that we can help meet those goals. We're going to pray right now as the Lord moves upon each one of us to give as we have been blessed. Uh, Father God, we're just so thankful for this opportunity to be able to praise you with our giving. We ask that you multiply these funds like you did the the uh, two loaves and five fishes so that many will be able to receive the blessings that we are able to send. We thank you for this opportunity. We ask now that you bless the giver and those who had not to give. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now I believe that we're going to have uh, Elder Tanya Anderson, and she is going to give us some information on the speaker. I'm sorry, Elder Christian Josiah, and he's going to give us some information on our speaker this evening. All right. Good evening again, everyone. Good evening. Good evening. Um, it's, it's good to be here with you, and it is my pleasure to introduce via interview style, our speaker of the night. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've been praying for him because man, it's, it's been fire here in, in the Central States Conference virtual camp meeting, but he is up to the task. The Lord has used him in the past and I know that the Lord is gonna use him on tonight. So I wanna invite, uh, Pastor Fields, if he would join us. I don't know if he's on already. I guess he is on. Uh, Pastor Fields, hey, how you doing? Hey, how, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Boy, I could, I could, I could tell y'all how we met, but I'm going to let you tell it since it's your interview. <laughs> and so, so just tell us a little bit, uh, Pastor Fields, Pastor Jonathan Fields, about how you how you, how you, how, how we met. That's a, that's a, that's not a all bad right, start. All right, all right. And, and then, and then how the Lord uh, moved up. So like a little testimony of, of what God did for you. Then we're going to get into some of the other parts of your life. All right. Well, you know, first of all, it's a blessing to be a part of the family, uh, the Central States family. And again, yes, like you, you're so correct. Um, we go way back um, until sure. the early nineties. Uh, yeah. Um, I had just got kicked out the, United States Navy. Amen. Uh, my sister Jackie invited me to 
um, come live with her in Barrier Springs, Michigan. Um, I, you know, was a little reluctant, but I decided to go. I figured I'll go there for about six months, uh, get my system clean, get my head straight. I'll go back to Indianapolis and um, try life all over again. Um, but six months turned into 12 months, 12 months turned into two years. And, um, the, uh, and the, um, the night that I got there, uh, my sister um, went to one of the services on Saturday night um, at Andrews. And she actually connected me with your sister. Um, they were a group of young people were going to Chicago and uh, I was new in the area, didn't know anyone. And my sister didn't want me to get in any more trouble. So I hitched a ride with um, your sister, Avenel and your brother-in-law, Robert. I didn't know anybody. I was in a group. I was in a car Ooh. with a group of individuals. I had no clue where I was going, um, but I knew I was in good company. Um, and I just praise God for you and your family, um, your sister. You and I, we met. Um, you yeah. ended up playing at my wedding, man. You showed up, man. That's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we um, uh, played basketball together. I was actually That's going to the gym at Andrews, and everybody thought I was in class. Everybody thought that I was a student. Mm -hmm. Um, they were wondering why they never saw me in class. Matter of fact, um, the church that I eventually attended, the pastor's wife, Sister Rose Belima, uh, stopped me at the door on my way out and said, you know, how was the seminary? I said, the seminary? I said, I'm not in the seminary. She said, you're not. I said, no, ma'am, I'm not in school. She said, you need to be in school. Um, mm -hmm. And that led me to even meeting the president, um, uh, Elder uh, Roger Bernard. I ended up playing... <laughs> flag football with the seminarians. I wow. wasn't a student. I wasn't mm. in school. Mm. Um, I didn't, I don't know how I end up on that team, but this is just to show me how God moved. Um, yes. Like I said earlier, six months turned into a year. And here I am now a part of the Central States family. And my neighbor, if I may add, um, was Elder Anderson. Uh, we stayed right next okay. to it. So God wow. was working this thing out all along. And I'm, I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. Amen. Amen. So, so, so as, as our listening audience can tell, this is a man that has seen God move in his life. Come on, say amen. And, 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 and those of you out there, you heard him validate that I used to play ball. So that's for all the haters out there who didn't know I that we played in that gym as whenever that gym was open, uh, we right. were in there, we were in there hooping, man. Uh, but man, it's good to hear your, a little bit of your testimony. I know we don't have time a lot more but but john i got a question for you yes um, sir tell us a little bit about your family we know that you're the husband of one wife and we know that you 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 have some kids so tell us a little bit about your family amen amen and you're going back to andrews going back to andrews god had a plan um mm. i had thought to get back in school and so i had made plans to go back to go to oakwood i heard about oakwood um but lord knew that my wife at that well my wife now was on her way to Andrew. So he shut that down, um, met my wife at Andrew. We actually had a class together. Um, we sat in class together. Um, midway through the class, I looked in the back of the class and I noticed this beautiful angel um, sitting in the back. Oh and, my, oh my, oh my. <laughs> and, and the whole room lit up, amen, somebody. The whole room lit up. Um, I inquired who she was. We were actually having a concert, um, a Valentine's concert. And so I invited her. I tried to sell her a ticket. She told me that she wasn't buying a ticket. That same day, she went home and called her mom and told her mom to send her a dress because she's going to a banquet. And that was over 20 years ago. So we have six beautiful children. Um, we um, are just so blessed and just so excited. 
Um, and I praise God for the for the for the record, Evan. For the record, I never had to sleep on the couch. Come on, somebody. Come um, on, come on, <laughs> come on. That's a <laughs> testify. That's a so that is a blessing. So I just thank God Amen. for my wife, Melody. Um, Latrice Fields, she's a native of um, the St. Louis area, and I'm just so glad to be um, that she um, allowed me to be a part of her life because I am truly blessed um, and highly favored. Amen. 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 Last question, man, and we're going to get out your way and get ready to get some more music in. Um, tell us a little bit about your call to ministry. Uh, it's one thing to be saved. It's mm -hmm. one thing for God to change your life uh, and be a part of the, of, of the fellowship of believers, but it's another thing to be like, well, look, pastors don't make a whole lot of money. You already know that, but God yeah. takes care of us. Come on, say amen. amen. God amen. takes care of us, uh, but it's not the, the 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 lucrative millionaire. So, so out of all the things that you could have gone as, as God changed your life, what 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 pulled you in to to becoming a full time minister of the gospel? Well, you know, actually, I knew um, at an early stage that there was something different about my life. Um, even when I was in the streets, running the streets, smoking, drinking, doing all those things, I knew that before I got married that I wouldn't be doing those things. I don't know why I felt that way. It's just that life just didn't uh, appeal to me. Um, and so I knew that there was something. So I ended up going to a Baptist church. Um, I enjoyed that, um, sang in the choir. Um, I left the Baptist church and I became a Pentecostal. So I shout. And I dance. I used to speak in tongues. I ran with the best of them. Um, you could now shout and shout and John. Come on, somebody. Come on now. <laughs> uh, and so the Lord um, was impressing upon me then that there was a higher calling on my life. So I yeah. had an idea back then, um, but I wasn't ready to let go of that life. I felt like because of the life that I was living, that if I went to church, that my life would be in danger um, with people on the streets and just how I was living. And so um, I just ran away from it. So when I got to Bering Springs, um, the Lord again came, you know, upon me. And so by association at this point, first God spoke to me and told me that I have a calling on your life. Um, there was a time, Eldon, you may not know this, but um, there was a time where I even tried to take my life. And, um, mm. um, and the Lord clearly told me, he said that I have a work for you to do. He said, I refuse mm. to let you die. I have a work for you to do. Um, and mm. so God began to talk to me. I began to hear his voice through association um, and then when I met my wife, um, I knew then that this is what God had called me to do. Stepped in the, in the Andrews um, theological mm. program. And mm. I tell you, man, I haven't looked back since. And I thank God that he yes. never gave up on me, yes. even though I gave up on him. I'm trying to come hold on. my <laughs> Come on, come on, come on, come on. Well, ladies and <laughs> listen, la ladies and gentlemen out there, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, this man is ready to go right now, but we're going to let him breathe for about five or six minutes. Um, pastor Jonathan Fields is the pastor of the Ebenezer, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, Ebenezer Fellowship, Seventh-day Adventist Church, a new life, uh, group there, uh, in Minneapolis, Minnesota. We know he's tired because he's been on the ground since the George Floyd incident took place. I don't know where he's going to find the energy tonight with all that he's been doing. He's been marching. He's been organizing. Um, he's been, they've been helping people out with their food pantry. Uh, they're up in Minneapolis. They have been coming together and collaborating with, with other Seventh-day Adventist churches and churches of other faiths as well. Um, and so, Pastor Fields, man, we are going to lift you up tonight that God will give you a double portion of his spirit. We know that you may be physically tired. But we know God's going to give you that extra juice, man, that extra Holy Ghost, so that you can share 
his word tonight. And so ladies and gentlemen, after we hear a powerful special music by Dr. Violin, Dr. Violin, a young brother uh, who is gonna bless us on the violin. The next voice you will hear after Dr. Violin is the voice of my buddy, my, 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 my balling brother, uh, brother uh, and Pastor Jonathan Fields, assistant to the president for the Great Lakes area, pastor in the Minneapolis area. Hear ye him. Hello, Central States Conference. My name is Patrick Bogey, and I bring you greetings all the way from Huntsville, Alabama. I'm a recent graduate of Oakwood University that just absolutely loves to minister with his violin. Um, so I definitely want to thank uh, President Bernard and my friend, Pastor Carson Rogers, uh, just for allowing me this opportunity. I think you'll agree with me that we're all living through some crazy times right now. Um, but as Christians, our outlook, I believe, has to be a little different than the rest of the world. Because even though everything is not looking good right now, we know that all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. So by God's grace, we can look back at everything that we've been through and we can say, yeah, I'm stronger. Yeah, I'm wiser and I'm better. I pray that you are blessed by this song, Never Would Have Made It, by Marvin Sapp.
Good evening, Central States family. It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be able to be a part of this awesome um, campment um, here at the Central States family. Um, first, I want to just give and praise honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, uh, for allowing me to be a part of this here gospel ministry. Um, I thank God for, I um, also want to thank the president um, and his team um, for considering me. Um, I thank you for the opportunity, um, Elder Bernard, again, um, being on that football field. And I, I, you know, I have forgotten that we won the whole thing. Amen. I um, want to thank um, Elder Josiah, as we mentioned earlier, um, who actually um, was very instrumental um, in my um, being here tonight as well. And even um, Elder Anderson, we thank you for the team, for the administration, even those that are behind um, the scene. Um, we thank Jonathan. I'm going to give him a shout out as well. A lot of times this brother, he's the IT. He does a whole lot. Um, and so I thank you, um, uh, Brother Green, for all that you do um, here at the Central States family and even all of my colleagues, those that have been texting me and lifting me up in prayer. Um, I just thank God for you. And as always, I thank God for my wife and my family for um, just being a very a, a supporting cast. Um, always with me, always there for me. Um, always giving me encouraging words. And it's not all uh, always, you know, uh, you know, even those times when I need a little help in an area, no, they're there to give me that too. So I thank God uh, for my family. Um, but listen, um, you know, as, as uh, Pastor Larable mentioned last night, is there a word from the Lord? Um, I believe there is a word for such a time as this. Um, there is a lot going on in our land. Um, um, and also just a shout out to uh, my um, other colleague, um, Pastor Kimberly, um, great word on um, Sunday night. Um, thank you for setting the pace and setting the tone. So we give you praise and we thank God for you as well. Um, but it is indeed a blessing to be here tonight. Um, as I say, you know, there was a lot going on in our land, a lot going on in our country, a lot going on in our states. And, um, and we need to know um, that God is a very present help um, in the time of these storms. And I have declared to you tonight um, that he is very a very present help. Um, in the midst of all that is going on in our land. Um, so without any um, belaboring this time with you, um, if you can turn with me in your Bibles, um, turn with me to the book of Romans. Just want to read just a couple of passages um, in your hearing um, here tonight. Um, Romans chapter one, and we want to start with verse 16 and read verse 17. Again, that's Romans chapter one, and we want to start with verse 16, and we want to read down to verse 17, and it reads as such. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jews first and also for the Greeks. For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, it is indeed a privilege and an honor um, to be able to come before you and just um, spend this time with your people. Um, and so we're asking you now to come and share um, with us tonight. Uh, hide me behind the cross, O oh God, and allow your presence to be manifested in this here um, atmosphere tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen again. Uh, Paul, um, this bond, this bond servant, 
um, has declared in this book of Romans um, that he is not ashamed um, of the gospel of Christ. Um, now, before I get too involved in the text and in this message, um, I wanna just make it known that um, as I began to prepare for this uh, message tonight, um, it kind of it kind of rubbed me um, some kind of way, um, and I wasn't quite sure if this was something that I needed to preach. But God, the Lord, had to remind me um, that even in these times, the people of God need to be mindful um, that God is um, in the midst of it all. It's so easy sometimes to get caught up and what is going on in our land where we fail to realize that God is still in the saving business. And sometimes it's so easy to see that all the coronavirus and all the injustice um, that is taking place in our land, that we forget that God is still in the saving business. And so as I began to prepare the message and allow the Holy Spirit um, to work on my heart and work on my mind, I was wanting to make sure that I was feeding the people of God um, that which will help them through a, such a time as this. And not just to piggyback on what's happening in the news and what's happening in our country and what's happening in the world, but to be able to feed the people of God something that will help them through these difficult times. And God really, and simply God want us to understand and know that even in the midst of all of this, that we have to make sure that we don't lose our footing. And so here Paul simply says that in the midst of all of this, he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And it's amazing to me how sometimes uh, uh, we can profess our Christianity. It amazes amazes me sometimes how we can talk about our religion and we can talk about our faith, uh, but the truth of the matter is uh, we don't express our truth or our faith. Uh, we talk about it, but there is no evidence of our faith. We say we love the Lord, but there is no evidence of the Lord. Uh, we're not speaking up like we should. Uh, Paul is simply reminding us that he is not ashamed of the gospel. And why is Paul saying this at such a time as this? Uh, because when you really when you read a little further, he reminds us and, and, and shares with us. He says, for it is the power of God uh, to salvation uh, for everyone who believes. And it was that part right there that kind of held me ca captive. It was that part right there that kind of arrested me and wouldn't let me go any further because now I'm beginning to see that all of the injustices and all of the bitterness and all of the racism and all of the hatred that is going on in our land, Paul simply reminds us that, 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 that for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Now, the truth of the matter is we're living in a time where people profess one thing, but they do something else. I don't know about you, that I have friends that used to say one thing, but they'll do something else. I remember I had a friend of mine that told me that he was going to loan, that, that he was going to pay me back some money that I had loaned him. He said one thing, but he did something else. I literally had to hunt the brother down to get back my measly. That's right. Five dollars. I don't know about you, but back then, 
$5 was a lot of money. Come on, somebody. And so I got my money back. But he said one thing, but he did something else. And the truth of the matter is, we're living in a time where people say one thing, but they do something else. And Paul's simply letting us know that this gift, that, that, that uh, this message is not just for the elite, that this message is just not for those uh, uh, that, that um, eat right or live, but this message right here is for everybody who believes, uh, for the Jews first and then to the Greeks. Now, we understand and know that the book of Acts um, have already dealt with that part right there, that, 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 that now uh, the message is not uh, to the Jews first or, or to the Gentile or to the Jews first and then the Greeks. But the, but the message now is for everybody. The message now is open to everybody. Now at the foot of the cross, it has been leveled. Now the gospel is to be preached to every man, woman, boy, or girl, regardless of how we feel about them, regardless of what we think about them, regardless of what we what, 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 what they say or think about us, the word of God declares that this gospel needs to be preached to everybody, whether we agree with their theology or not. This message, Paul is simply saying, is to be preached to everybody. So now he declares, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I don't mind going into the uttermost. I don't mind going to the gutter most. Uh, I don't mind going to those places uh, that don't seem popular. I'm not ashamed uh, to take this gospel uh, in the midst of a pandemic and tell a dying world uh, about a soon coming Christ. Paul says, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because this is our salvation. Apart from Jesus Christ, uh, there is no saving grace. Uh, we need this gospel message to be preached uh, because while we're preaching it to save others, it's actually working something on the inside of us uh, to save us as well. This is a word that is cut going and it cuts coming. Uh, so while we are declaring uh, our salvation, if we're not sharing it, then it's not working right. Uh, if we're not telling others, then we're not doing it right. If we're not proclaiming it to the world, then we're not doing what God has called us to do. Paul simply says that this gospel right here is not just for the faint and heart. Oh, yeah, that's right. You have to be bold. You have to have courage to be able to deal with this kind of message. You have to be able to be able to stand in the midst of a loneliness to tell others about this same message. You have to be willing to stand or go to the island of Patmos. You have to be willing to be by yourself and still declare, I will tell this message to the world. Our theme for this encampment is craving the heart of God. The truth of the matter is we can't crave anything if we don't have an appetite for it. Come on, somebody. You have to have some point have an appetite. I have yet to meet anyone. I have yet to come in contact with anyone that had a craving for something that they've never had a taste for before. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I have yet to meet someone that said I have a craving, but never had an appetite. Paul says that this message is to be preached to everybody. And so now I'm finding 
uh, my way through this thing now. Now I'm understanding uh, uh, that in order for me to, to, to be the light that God has called me to be, uh, in order for me uh, uh, to be that witness uh, that God has called me to be, I have to now take this message to those that I don't like, to those that I don't care for, to those that see, 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 it's easy to talk about those that we like. That's why I left them out. It's easy to talk about those uh, that we get along with. That's why I left them out. Uh, uh, we're talking about those individuals that you could care less about. They need the gospel too. This message can save them just like it saved you and just like it saved me. And then Paul goes on to say uh, in verse 17, for it is the righteousness of God, uh, it, 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 for, for, for in it, uh, uh, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. You know, as I um, dissect that passage there, that part, and, 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 and talk about the righteousness of God, uh, uh, this uh, uh, righteousness of God, this is the first time uh, uh, that it was mentioned uh, uh, in, in, this here, in this here passage here, uh, in, in, this, in this chapter. Uh, uh, when we talk about the righteousness of God, uh, we have to understand that we're not talking about something that we can just put on and take off. You see, the righteousness of God, it covers a multitude. You see, when we talk about God's righteousness, he's talking about he's placing something on you, amen, that you don't even deserve. He's placing something on me that I don't even deserve. In other words, when Christ looked at me, he wanted to see a reflection of himself. And the only way that he can see that reflection is when he covers us with his righteousness. For in it, the righteousness of God is, is revealed. He says, I'm not ashamed of this message. I'm not ashamed to tell others about this message. I'm not ashamed to go out and tell a dying world about a soon coming savior because in doing so, I'm actually being changed on the inside out. Everything that God does for his people is never for them alone. I'm gonna say that one more time. Everything that God does for his people, it is never for them alone. Everything God does is for you to go and tell somebody else. If God bless you, it's for you to be a blessing to somebody else. If God brings you up a little bit higher, it's so that you can help somebody else to come on up a little bit higher as well. Everything that God does for you, it is so that you can be a blessing to help somebody else. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith from the beginning of this march, from the beginning of our walk with Christ, all the way to the end, from faith to faith. My brothers and sisters, I don't know about you. I am so thankful and so glad uh, that God never gave up on me uh, when I gave up on myself and when I had given up on him. I'm so glad that God is the kind of God uh, uh, that sees the end from the beginning. I'm so thankful and so blessed today to know uh, uh, that God is, is always working even through our mistakes, even through our shortcomings, even through our hangups. God is able to work through all of the stuff, all of the muck, all of the mire, no matter how ratchet uh, you think you are may, might be, uh, uh, no matter how corrupt uh, you think you might be, God is able to work through all of the junk. He's able to bring you through like pure gold. Hallelujah. 
So here, Paul simply reminds us, and he simply shares with us uh, that, that, that as we share uh, the gospel, uh, that's why we can't be ashamed. That's why we can't be afraid, because it is actually producing something in us that otherwise it won't be produced. And so he says here, uh, 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 for the Jews first and also to the to, to the to the Greek. And then he goes on to say, uh, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed to faith to faith. For as it is written, going back to Habakkuk, uh, uh, the just shall live by faith. Oh, oh yeah. Now that right there helped me out because I realize now uh, that, 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 that God sees something uh, uh, in us that we can't see uh, uh, in ourselves. Uh, uh, God accredited us, as he says, the just. Now, 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 how, how can I become just? Uh, I, 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 I'm reminded, I'm reminded uh, uh, of Job. I'm reminded of Abraham. I'm reminded uh, 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 of these men in the Bible who God accredited to them as being just, just. You know, just is something that uh, we in and of ourselves uh, can't deal with. We can't tackle that. Uh, we can't. We can't. We can't handle that. Uh, this is something that God sees in us. This is something that God uh, places on us. It is God, the one that accredited us as being just. You know, I can't go around talking about I'm a just man. Uh, 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 I, I I can't go around calling another person a just woman or a just man. Oh, no, just is something I believe uh, that God places on an individual because God looks beyond our faults and he sees what we need. And the reason why we can accredit another individual as being a just person is because we can't see us beyond their faults. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we, we say we do. We, we, we talk a good game. But the truth of the matter is uh, 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 behind closed doors, you, you, you know how we do uh, a name come up. Amen. And you have the, the, um, the, the, uh, the uh, power or, or, or the authority to either vote that name through or, or, or hold that name back. Oh, come, come on now. Come on now. Uh, uh, so, 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 so it is God that, 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 that accredited us as being just. And he says the just shall live by faith. Now, I love the fact that God sees something in me uh, that I couldn't see in myself. I I'm so glad that God was able to work uh, miracles uh, in my life and through my life, even, uh, uh, even when I was oblivious of what was going on. Uh, as I shared my testimony about me being at Andrews University, had no idea of what God was up to. I had no idea of the plan that God had put in place for me at Andrews University. I thought I was going there just for a season, just for a moment, just for a short period, and then I will return back home. But God has something else in mind. God saw something that I wasn't equipped to see. That's why we have to bless God even when we can't understand what's going on in our lives. That's why even in the midst of this pandemic, I don't understand why it showed up when it did. I don't understand why the class of 2020 had to take such a horrible hit. But what I do understand, and 
And that is uh, that God makes no mistakes, uh, that God understands what we need, uh, when we need it, uh, even before we're in need of it. And so when God allows stuff uh, to show up in our lives, uh, it's just another opportunity for us to see another side of God. Uh, oh, yes, this is just another opportunity for us to see God's greatness. You see, I already saw God's faithfulness when he stuck by me when all my friends ran out. Now I'm able to see God's greatness uh, because now he's showing me something else. Uh, he's placing me on stages that I'm not worthy of. Uh, he's putting me in positions uh, that I'm not worthy of. Uh, he's laying the foundation uh, and allowing things to unfold uh, that I am not even worthy of. Uh, but God's looked beyond our faults uh, and he accredited to us uh, as being just. Uh, and so I thank God. Uh, I thank him for seeing uh, beyond me uh, and seeing the potential. Now, my brothers and sisters, uh, my family, my friends, now the text reminds us, Paul simply says that the just shall live by this faith. They will live by faith. I don't know about you, but I have built my life on the faith of God, believing that he will protect me. One of the things that kept me out of the church as long as I did was because I lived the life in such a way that if I gave my life to Jesus, that I would have been, I would have been seen as being soft. I would have been seen as being weak. And I don't want to be soft. I wasn't weak. And, and, and I didn't want to be perceived that way. But God had to remind me that, that if I will allow him, if I will commit to him, that he will protect me from all of my haters, that he will keep me in perfect peace if I keep my mind stayed on him. And oh, to this day, hallelujah, over 25 years now that I've been walking with my Jesus and I've seen, I've never seen him the righteous forsaken, nor is seed begging bread. Not one time have my past showed up to haunt me. Not one time have some has some devious imp showed up with some stuff that happened in my past to try to hold me hostage. God said, I will protect you. That's what he's been doing, my brothers and sisters. He's been keeping me. He said, if you allow me to, I will wipe all your sins away. I will wash you and make you white as snow. You see, you're not understanding uh, what I've been through. Uh, you're not understanding uh, where I've come from. Uh, you're not understanding uh, that I hadn't always uh, been like this. Uh, and Paul says that the just shall live by faith. And now I'm walking in faith. Uh, I'm believing in faith. Uh, I'm trusting uh, in his faith uh, and I'm being guided uh, by God's faith uh, not just his faith uh, but also his faithfulness uh, because now uh, I can look back over my life uh, and I can see what he's done in the past uh, although my mind sometimes uh, want to jump to the future you see we have a reminder uh, to let us know uh, what God has done for us uh, and then there is our imagination uh, that thrusts forward to talk about what we are uh, the possibilities of what could happen but God has to let me know uh, uh, that I've got you covered back there. I've got you covered right here, and I've got you covered even in your future. The just shall live by faith. The question is asked, what is faith? 
Well, the Hebrews reminds us, Hebrew chapter 11 reminds us that the faith, that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. What is faith? Well, faith is hearing the inaudible. What is faith? Faith is seeing the invisible. What is faith? Faith is believing that God will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. You see, faith can't be trusted if faith can't faith and faith can't be tested faith can't be trusted so god have to trust and test our faith in order so that he can trust our faith and so god allows stuff up to show up on our doorstep oh help me holy ghost god allows stuff up to show up in our lives god allows stuff up to show up on our doorstep because god is simply testing our faith he want to make sure that if faith can be tested then that faith can be trusted come here abraham can you just witness with me for a minute can you just talk to the people for a minute you know the story abraham abraham get your son isaac take him up on the mountain and i need you to sacrifice him you know how the story go his faith was being tested and right when abraham was about to drop the hammer on his son God said, Abraham, Abraham, touch not thou son. And he looked over and saw a ram in the bush. If faith can't be tested, then faith can't be trusted. Come here, Job. Just talk to the people for a little minute. Oh, can you just tell them what God has done in your life? Job, uh, this wealthy young man, uh, being tempted of the devil. The devil had uh, taken all of his children, taken all of his wealth, uh, all of his friends, uh, even stricken him with a sickness, a disease unlike the coronavirus, a disease that even the doctors couldn't pronounce. Joe boils broke out all over his body. But now one time did Joe call God out of his name as his wife suggested. Not one time did Joe turn his back on God. If your faith can't be tested, then your faith can't be trusted. Come here, Jonathan. Can you talk to the people for a few minutes? Oh, I got a testimony for him. Can you just share with him just for a few minutes? Oh, yes. I can talk to you about the time when I was locked up incarcerated and the enemy came in to try to get me to turn my back on God. And I laid there on that bunk wondering what was going on in my life right now. Why in the world is this happening to me right now? And the Bible, John, I mean, Paul reminds us that the just shall live by faith and as my faith was being tested my faith was being tested god said now i can trust you now i can take you up just a little bit higher the just shall live by faith hallelujah faith what is faith faith is being able to to uh, sign your name uh, uh, on your student loan, uh, uh, that's eyesight. You see, eyesight is when you take your name, you sign on the dotted line. Uh, but faith uh, have you walking across the stage. Uh, eyesight uh, will have you uh, 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 writing your name uh, uh, on the house loan. Uh, but faith uh, will have you sitting in your own home uh, with your feet crossed. Uh, faith, uh, what is faith? Faith is trusting what you can't see, uh, believing what you don't know. Uh, faith is giving it all up to God. Hallelujah. Faith. Faith compared to gold. You know how it is. Gold, he said, I will bring you forth like pure gold. 
You see, gold, you know what they do with gold. They take gold and they and, and what they do, they take the little particles and they'll put it in this here, uh, a smelting pot. What they do, they're trying to see just how much uh, gold is in this oil. And, and, and so they take it and they have to melt it all the way down. They have to let it sit in the pot. They have to let it melt all the way down. And then and, and then the and, and then the a master uh, will go over and look at the pot. And he, he he's, he's looking in the pot to see if he can see his reflection. And then he'll walk away and he'll sit down and let it cook just a little while longer. And then he'll go back over to the pot. He'll take a look at the pot. He'll check it out a little bit. And then if it's not ready, he'll go back and he'll have a seat. And he comes, what he's looking for, he's trying to see his reflection in that gold. Oh, come here, y'all. I know you, I know you know where I'm going. Now, that's just like God, even with our faith. He said, Now faith will triumph, it will bring you forth like pure gold, because in essence, what God is trying to do in them. What God is doing is God want to see his reflection in your life. So he says, come here. I got to send the corona your way. Come here. I got to send the injustice your way. Come here. I got to send problems your way. Because in essence, what I'm trying to do in the midst of all of this drama, in the midst of all of this chaos, I'm trying to see my reflection in your life. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. And I want God to see his reflection. I want him to clothe me with his righteousness. I want him to cover me, hallelujah, with his hands. I want him to hold me, hallelujah. Because we have to understand as I try to wrap this thing up, the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's right. He come to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Jesus was led into the into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The devil used three things. He tempted you. He tempted you uh, with with uh, with with your appetite. Uh, he tempted you uh, with the lust of the eye, uh, the lust of the, of the appetite, uh, and the pride of life. That's right. He tries to come at you and th with these things to shut you down. The same thing he used in the garden is the same thing he uses today. And what I want you to walk away from this message tonight, understanding and believing that the just live by faith, that we don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow have enough worries of itself. What do you mean, preacher? I mean that do you not know that worry kills? Worry will bring about anxiety. It will bring about stroke. Do you not know that worrying will take you out of here? Hallelujah. And oh, God reminds us that in Matthew 6, 25. He tells us that in Matthew 6, 25. Let me just jump over there real quick. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going I'm I'm, I'm, I'm to get out of your way. Matthew, Matthew 6, 25. He simply reminds us. He simply reminds us uh, uh, here in Matthew 6, 25. Here it is right here. It, 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 I'm just going to start right here. It says that, uh, 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 it says that, therefore, I say to you, do not worry. Do not worry uh, about your life, uh, uh, about your life. That's your, that's your future. Uh, uh, do not worry about what you will eat or what you will drink. That's your food. And about your body, that's your fitness. And what you will put on, that's your, that's your, uh, that's your fashion right there. Uh, 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 he is not uh, like man uh, 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 than food uh, and, and, and the body more than clothing. And then he jumps up to verse uh, 19 and he says, do not lay up store uh, treasures 
for yourself. That's your finances. So this is what God is simply saying. He said, don't worry about your food. Don't worry about your future. Don't worry about your fitness. Don't worry about your fashion. Don't worry about your finances. He said, because when you're worried about those things, uh, do you not know that you're setting yourself up for failure? Don't worry. Live by faith. The just will live by faith. And that's how we live our lives. And whether we uh, 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 are, 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 are on the, you know, the big eyes or little U's, it doesn't matter. Because at the foot of the cross, it's level. Jesus Christ made it very clear when he came and laid his life down that we may have life. He said, I need you to understand as he preached this message here on the side of a mountain. I'm laying the foundation for you right now. Don't get caught up in what's going on in this world. Now, I have to put a pen right there because, like I said, this kind of took me. Because we're in a very bad crisis right now. We have innocent lives that are being taken left and right. We just had a, 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 a couple of more black men lives taken since George Floyd. And here we are in this pandemic and we're struggling with this, we're dealing with that. So most of us have not been on our job, our finances is going crazy. God said, listen, the just shall live by faith because without faith, it is impossible to please God. I'm gonna land that plane right there tonight. I have so much more I would love to go into, but, but we have to understand that God is still on the throne, that Jesus Christ is sitting there watching and waiting. He says, there is a time and place. I know what I'm doing, he says. I know what I'm doing. I just need my people to trust me even when you can't trace me. There may be somebody here that's watching for the very first time and you don't know this Jesus and you would like to get to know him. Well, I wanna give you an opportunity. You can text uh, the number right here on your screen, uh, 913-214-2281. You can text that number right there and someone will reach out to you. Listen, my family, we're in the last days. You know, there is so much prophecy being fulfilled right in front of our eyes. And as I've always said, this is not the time to lose our food. But this is the time to trust him, even when you can't trace it. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we thank you so much uh, for this privilege and this opportunity that you have given us. It is my prayer that something was said that set the captives free. I pray now, oh God, for all those under the sound of my voice, you know that circumstances, you know what they're dealing with. Cover them and keep them, we pray. And we will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen and amen again.
In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray.